0: Hello and welcome to the Karma You podcast. This is your host, Chloe Brotheridge. I'm a coach, a hypnotherapist, and I'm the author of The Anxiety Solution and Brave New Girl. And this podcast is all about helping you to become your calmest, happiest, and most confident self. Hello, hello. Thanks for joining me today on the Karma You podcast. I hope you're doing alright today. So I'm going to be talking about how to boost low mood in today's episode, all about really practical things that you can do to boost your mood, the science behind it. And yeah, just giving you lots of ideas on things you can do to help yourself to feel better. I want to also remind you that I have loads of free resources, blog posts, podcasts and things that are designed to help you to feel calmer and happier over on my website karmau.com so head over there I've got free downloads workbooks loads of things to support you on your journey so I'd love you to join me over there so let's talk about what low mood is so it is different to depression depression is something that will be diagnosed by your GP It has a lot more to do with the intensity of the feelings and also how long it's been going on. So according to the NHS, this is what the NHS says, everyone feels low or down from time to time. And it doesn't always mean that something's wrong. Feeling low is common after distressing events or major life changes. But sometimes periods of low mood happen for no obvious reason. So what are the signs of low mood? You might be feeling tired, you might be feeling like you're lacking in confidence, your confidence has taken a hit. Maybe you're feeling frustrated, irritable, angry or worried. But a low mood tends to pass after a few days or weeks And if it prolongs any longer than that, it could be a good idea to look into whether it might actually be depression, whether that's speaking to your doctor or getting some other kind of help. And when it comes to low mood, I guess the good mood, the good news, sorry, is that there are things that we can do about it. There are things that can help. I know what can happen with depression is that we get so down and so low in energy and motivation that can be really hard To put things into practice that are going to help yourself. So, hopefully, what you're experiencing right now is just low mood, just, I know it can feel pretty horrendous, but just low mood, and and that actually you still are in a place where you can really help yourself and take some action. And I think it's important to do things to help ourselves before it gets any worse. You know, it's one of those things, a bit like anxiety. I think if we don't do something about how we're feeling, it's one of those things that can. Can unfortunately get worse. So yeah, it's good that you're here, you're listening and you're going to take some action. And so I'm going to suggest lots of things that you can do. I think it's also good to remember that anxiety and depression or low mood are very closely linked. Now, no one's really sure what causes the other. Does being anxious create low mood because you're worrying all the time because you use up a lot of energy worrying and feeling anxious because your life is limited and you're held back by anxiety, not able to do the things that you might want to do, or you can't enjoy things as much as you want to because you're feeling anxious, or does low mood lead to to anxiety? It may be different for everyone, but there is definitely a link there and they seem to quite often go hand in hand. And of course, both low mood can impact those really important parts of our lives, like our work, our relationships, our self-esteem. And so, yeah, you can really see how these two things can interact together and, and make each other worse or go hand in hand. So the first thing that I'm going to suggest for low mood is to consider taking a vitamin D supplement. Now, this is not new advice. They actually recommend it on the NHS website that everyone especially talking to those in the UK, it might depend on the climate that you're living in. But here in the UK, the majority of people are actually deficient in vitamin D, particularly during the autumn and the winter. We're just moving into that season here in the UK. And so it's really, really important. Everyone should consider taking a vitamin D supplement. And there was a study published in the journal Nature from April 2021 that found that inadequate vitamin D levels have been associated with increased risk of depression. Now, there isn't currently enough evidence to support taking a supplement for vitamin D, but there are lots of studies that have been done and that are ongoing into the link between the two. And since a lot of us are deficient in vitamin D And the NHS recommends we take a supplement anyway. It's one of those things I think we may as well, like why not? And it may very well help. So look into taking a vitamin D supplement, whether it's something that you have in your multivitamin, whether it's something that you take separately, it's a really good idea. And I've actually had things like my vitamin D levels tested when I was getting ready to have my baby, I had some blood tests to to look at my vitamin D levels. And actually they were fine because I had been getting enough sunlight and taking a vitamin D supplement. But that may also be something to consider whether or not you are low or very low, perhaps, in vitamin D, actually having a blood test to figure that out. So That might be about asking your GP if they'll do that or getting something privately or going through something, someone like a nutritionist who'll be able to help you with that. The next thing I'm going to suggest for low mood is another supplement. So I don't know, I'm one of these people that likes taking supplements. It helps me to feel in control rightly or wrongly. (laughs) Um, I know that there may be some of you listening, who find it really hard to remember to take supplements or pills. And one thing, if you are one of these people that struggles with that, one of the things one of my friends does is puts the supplement bottle on top of the box of tea bags, Yorkshire tea, so that when she's making her cup of tea in the morning, she's got that, she's literally got to lift the supplements off the tea to get to the tea. And it just reminds her to take that supplement. So that's just an extra tip for people that struggle with taking supplements to make it so you, yeah, you have to, to literally pick it up in the morning and remember to take it. So Omega-3. So I looked at some articles, one on the Harvard health blog that looked at how Omega-3s might improve depression. And so there are lots of studies about the link between Omega-3 fatty acids and depression. And I think the same can be said for low mood as well. So there are different mechanisms of action that have been proposed. So for example, omega-3s can easily travel through the brain cell membrane and interact with mood-related molecules inside the brain. They're also thought to have an anti-inflammatory action that may relieve depression. So you've heard me talk about inflammation on the podcast before. Inflammation is like, you know, ask doctors or anyone who knows about this stuff. Inflammation is literally like the root cause of so many of our illnesses and our diseases. And there's so much in our modern lives that can create inflammation. So just in case you don't know what inflammation is, if you just imagine, like, imagine you've hurt your elbow and your elbow is like swollen and warm, and it's because you've damaged your elbow, that there's a lot more blood flow there. The inflammation is trying to repair the area, has created that swelling and that heat and that redness. And inflammation is useful in the short term. Obviously, if we cut ourselves or if we, yeah bang our elbow on something and it needs to repair, that can be useful. But what ends up happening in our bodies if we are experiencing prolonged stress or anxiety, if we're eating a diet that is causing us to be inflamed. So that might include eating lots of processed foods, eating lots of refined carbohydrates, sugars, and processed oils like vegetable oils. This can promote inflammation in the body. If you're smoking, if you're drinking lots of alcohol, that sort of thing. And we definitely don't want inflammation in our brain. You can imagine, I sometimes use this example, it's probably not the most scientific way of describing it, but like, if you think about your neurons and your brain cells, if those cells are inflamed, you know, a bit like when you get a really when your elbow, I think about my elbow because I once fell over and really hurt my elbow. And it was like, I couldn't bend my elbow for, I couldn't like, didn't have a much range of movement because there was so much swelling. If you imagine that your neurons are inflamed and they don't have the same range of movement because our neurons actually have a fatty sheath um, around them, the cells, and they're, they're supposed to be very flexible and able to kind of bend and move. And actually there's, there should be a lot of omega-3 fats in our brain cells (laughs) and that enables them to be really lovely and flexible and to move. If your brain is inflamed, things can't function as well. And it makes sense. And, And the evidence seems to suggest that that could also impact our mood, our mental health, our stress levels, that sort of thing. So we really don't want inflammation in the body. And so, yeah, there've been studies to suggest that omega-3s could help with things like mood disorders, things like postpartum depression and could yeah, help relieve depression, essentially. And so, yeah, I found some of these uh, bits of information on the Harvard Health blog. If you want to check that out, I'll put the link in the show notes. And Harvard are recommending that we take one to two grams Of an EPA and DHA combination with at least 60% EPA for major depression. So, EPA and DHA are just two of the types of omega 3 basically that you'll find in fish oils or you'll find it in. I'm vegetarian, so I take an omega 3 fatty acid that is made of algae, and the algae is what the fish eat to get the omega 3s into their bodies. So it's kind of like going to the source of them if you're somebody that doesn't want to eat fish um, like me. So yeah, one to two grams of EPA and DHA with at least 60% EPA for major depression. This podcast episode is sponsored by my mini course, The Positivity Reset. In it, I give you five steps to shifting your mood and turning a bad day into a better one. So You know how when you're having a bad day and you get stuck in a spiral of negative thoughts and it turns a bad day into a bad week or month. Or when you make a mistake at work and then you make it 10 times worse because you can't stop beating yourself up about it afterwards. And you know how when you're presented with a new opportunity, a new job, relationship, travel, and your mind keeps going to the worst case scenario, so you end up anxious instead of excited. With the Positivity Reset Toolkit, you are going to learn how to wake up in the morning feeling good about the day ahead, trusting that everything will work out. Move through your day feeling lighter, as though that heavy weight has lifted from your shoulders. Be able to say yes to opportunities that come your way, an invite from a friend or an exciting project at work, because you're feeling optimistic and capable. And even have your housemate notice that you're smiling more and wanting to know what you're doing that's different. In the Positivity Reset, it is a comprehensive practical toolkit that will help you to feel more positive in just 10 minutes. And I give you five simple actionable steps to turn your negative state of mind into a better one. Take back your day by following these five simple strategies for changing your mood quickly each one designed to fit into your day in the bathroom at work, before a meeting, after a setback, when you wake up in the morning or before bed at night. Prepare yourself for reduced stress levels, restored optimism and uncontrollable smiling. You can head over to karma-u.com forward slash positive to get the toolkit now. That's karma-u.com forward slash positive and enter the code Podcast, all in capital letters, to save twenty percent. So that's podcast, all in capitals. Put that in at checkout to save twenty percent. Hope you love it. So number three is kind of an obvious one, but um, it is to have some exercise. You know, it's I always feel a bit like, oh, it's such a like a boring thing to to remind you of, but you know, we all know exercise is good for us. The NHS have said that if it was a pill, it would be the most cost-effective pill ever created, and it can certainly boost our moods. Now, I like to think about exercise as being like movement. I think sometimes if we if we think about exercise, I don't know what your experience with exercise was, like growing up at school. Maybe you weren't that sporty. Maybe you used to have your parents write you a sick note for a sports class every week. Or maybe you're really sporty, but if you're somebody that kind of resists exercise, I like to think about it in terms of movement. And that kind of takes the pressure off for me. I remember I actually put this in my book, The Anxiety Solution, a quote from Lena Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham or Durham? Dunham? Dunham. And she said, it ain't about the ass, it's about the brain. And she, you know, was talking in this interview about how she'd discovered exercise and moved away from this idea that exercise had to be about getting a um, toned bum <laughs> and instead just focusing on exercise for the mental health benefits, for the benefits to the brain. And so any kind of movement counts, whether that is like pottering around in the garden, uh, walking to the shops, taking the stairs, tidying, cleaning, running around after your children, all those things count as exercise and movement. And just think to yourself, how can I get more movement into my day? How can I get more movement into my day? And something really interesting, there was a study a while ago that's often often quoted by kind of coaches talking about the power of intention, the power of your mindset. Yeah, there was a study where they got some cleaners working in a hotel and they put them into two groups and they told half of the cleaners, Cleaning is a really good exercise and it can help you to lose weight. And the other group they didn't didn't say this to. And weirdly, or maybe not so weirdly, the group that were told cleaning is amazing exercise and it helps you to lose weight actually lost weight compared to the control group. Now, I just find that amazing. So I think that shows us the power of belief and the power of intention. So having this intention that movement is going to help with your mood, it's going to help you to feel better and happier, I think can infuse whatever you're doing with that effect. If we remind ourselves that that is true and that is the case, I thought that was interesting. So the next thing I'm going to for low mood is getting better sleep. And again, I know this might be like, might be thinking, Chloe, I wish I could get better sleep, but that's a whole other podcast, <laughs> which I have discussed on the podcast before, if you want to have a look. But yeah, getting better sleep really is massively linked to our mood. I mean, most people, myself definitely included, like even after one night of poor sleep, I'm starting to notice my mood has taken a bit of a dip. But if you're feeling anxious or stressed, that can really impact our sleep. And so I'm just saying this as a reminder to you to really try to prioritize your sleep to know that sleep is incredibly productive. It is helping you to, yeah, it's helping you to lay down memories. It's helping you to restore and heal your body. And it's going to help you with your mood. So if you're struggling to actually switch off and go to sleep, I think that's probably the most common thing that I hear from people that they, they find it hard to switch off in the evening and quieten their mind. Find some way to do that. A really simple thing to do, which you may or may not be doing already, is to read a book before bed. Apparently 20 minutes is the, the magic amount of time that we need to read a book, preferably something, you know, not like a murder mystery or like a textbook, but something that can take you off into another world where you can forget about your life and your stresses and you can escape into like Harry Potter's world or something. Or maybe that's listening to an audio book. In fact, Harry Potter is one that I hear comes up a lot when people... Talk about listening to books. They help them to sleep and switch off, and yeah, just helps you to to quiet your mind and distract you. The next thing I'm going to suggest to boost your mood is to question your thoughts. Now, if you're in a low mood, it can kind of seem like we're looking through the world through this kind of filter of like a gray, like gray tinted glasses or something like that, where we're in a low mood and. Our thoughts are prone to go to more negative thoughts, to thinking the worst, to thinking what if you may very well be having thoughts about yourself that are negative and not feeling good about yourself and what's going on in your life or you're beating yourself up about things. And so I think it's so important to remind ourselves that especially when we're struggling with our mood or we've experienced a setback in life or maybe you're grieving, maybe you've, yeah, you've just recovering from an illness, those sorts of things. We want to really remember that our thoughts are not facts, that just because you're having a thought, it doesn't mean that it's true. It doesn't mean that it's accurate. It's just a thought. And I love these questions from the spiritual teacher, Byron Katie, and she invites us to ask, to, to really question our thoughts and to ask, is that really true? So, if you're having the thought, you know, I've definitely had this, like, I should be further ahead by now, or that person didn't like me, for example. Can we ask ourselves this question? Is that really true? This is what Byron Katie invites us to ask. Is that really true? And then the second question she invites us to ask is Can I absolutely know that that is true? Now, the answer is always. No, because we can't absolutely know that that person disliked us. We can't absolutely know that we are, that we should be further ahead. The answer is always no. And so questioning this thought is almost like, I like to think about it, like you've got like a knot of wool and this knot of wool is like the low mood or like the negative thoughts. And you're just sort of picking it apart and loosening it by asking yourself that question. So yeah, give that a try. Another question we can ask ourselves is what would I say to a friend in this position? What would I say to a friend? How would I reframe it? How would I see things differently? How would I be kind and encouraging? And can you really do that for yourself? Can you really be there for yourself? We particularly need this if we're depressed or if we're in a low mood Self-compassion is probably one of the most important things that we can develop as a skill. And it is a skill that we can train ourselves to get better at and to be kinder to ourselves. But it starts with just asking this question, what would I say to a friend? The next thing I'm going to suggest is just something that maybe you want to do actually when you're not in a low mood. You want to do this to prepare for times when perhaps you do notice a dip in your mood. And that's to literally write a list I've got a list that I, I continually add to, and I have it on my computer, easy to access. And it's a list of things that help me to feel better. And it sounds so simple and it really is, but on that list, it might be going for a walk, meeting someone for a coffee, making some plans for the future, having a nap, you know, I'm a massive fan of naps right now. Um, Having experienced obviously being pregnant and having COVID and tired, and realizing how my brain works so much better and is so much healthier and happier when I'm well rested. I've really realized and had this experience that naps are such a good use of time. I think we can sometimes think that they are a waste of time, but actually, it's very, very productive to have a nap, in my opinion. So that's on my list of things that help me to feel better going and getting my nails done, doing a draw if you do not know what doing a drawer is, it is basically taking a drawer, whether that's kitchen, bedroom, office, and taking everything out, cleaning out the drawer, chucking away anything that you don't want or need anymore, getting rid of all those bits of fluff that are in the drawers, discovering probably loads of things that you never knew you had. And doing a drawer is like one of my favorite things to boost my mood, honestly. I think I first heard of it from Melissa Hemsley, who was on the podcast. She was, On the podcast probably about three years ago and I've never forgotten that and I do love to do a draw so that goes on my list so what will go on your list of things that help you to feel better making this list in advance and then when you're in a low mood or if you're in a low mood taking one or two of those things and just really taking some action to do them even if you just do it for a few minutes even if you make a plan to do it in the future it is just something that can really give us a boost. And then the final thing that I'm going to talk about when it comes to this topic is just, I guess, a reminder that everything passes and it doesn't seem that way when you're in a low mood. And I know this so well myself. There've been so many times over the years where I've yeah felt down, felt low. And at that time, it can feel like it's never going to end. And you might have me having thoughts like, what if I never feel better? What if I never feel happy again? Or yeah, just kind of being worried by the, the idea that you're not getting joy from things the way that you used to, but no feeling lasts forever. Things are always changing. Every cell in your body, every neuron, everything in your body is changing all the time. And actually staying the same is what's difficult. Staying the same is actually impossible. Change is always happening. And no feeling lasts forever. And it might be that anxiety and the low mood or even the depression is telling you, it's actually a part of anxiety and depression to kind of tell you that you're going to feel this way forever or that you're never going to get out of it or that things are going to get worse. But so, so often that is just not the case. Nothing lasts forever. And so just saying to yourself, perhaps this too shall pass, this is temporary, can be just a helpful thing to remind yourself of if you are struggling right now. So I hope this has been useful and I just, yeah, I hope you feel better soon, whatever you might be going through. Maybe consider forwarding this episode to a friend who might need a bit of a boost. I know as we're moving into autumn and winter in the Northern Hemisphere, at least, Low mood can be something that pops up more and more for us. So, yeah, I just hope you're all doing okay, sending lots of love. And yeah, I'll catch you soon. Bye. You have been listening to the Karma You podcast with me, Chloe brotheridge Don't forget, you can download loads of freebies for anxiety and confidence at my website, karmayou.com. You can also find out about my app and my one on one sessions